Welcome to the Lighthouse Community Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope today's teaching will encourage you in your faith and help you develop an increasing desire to walk with God. Let's listen in. It is so good to have you here uh, this morning for a line. And Align's a little bit of a different kind of Sunday. We do some different kinds of teachings. And uh, today, uh, my a topic, my assigned topic is a question. How does Jesus' death on the cross change your life? That's the question today. I was reading a book by Dennis McCallum. He's a pastor down in Columbus, Ohio, a man who's given his life to discipling young people, mostly college-age students. And as I was reading, I was inspired uh, by one of the introductions to one of his books. And uh, he inspired me to think about this question in a very unique way, kind of a parable, so to speak. And so I would like you to ask you, as a congregation, if you would give me a little bit of poetic license today. What I'd like to do is to build out a parable together and then talk about what that parable means. Could you play along with me today? Okay, so you're going to have to play along and have to get into that mode where you imagine yourself in a circumstance that I'm going to decide or talk about. So this is how it starts. You walk up to a beautiful building. It's brick, it's stone, it's a gorgeous building. And as you walk up to the door, you see a sign at the top. And the sign says, your life. Your life. As you get to the door, the door actually opens in front of you, and there's a guide standing right inside, and he he invites you to come inside. The first room you go in is called the banquet room. And there's food of every kind, drinks of every kind. Anything you can imagine eating and drinking is inside this banquet room. There is T-bone steak in there. Yeah, there's ribs in there. Seafood, do you like crab cakes or lobster? That's in there. Everything's there. It's all free. You can have as much as you want. Decadent desserts. It's like really, really amazing. There's nothing gluten-free. <laughs> but in fact, there are, there are enormous piles of bacon. Everything's right there. Everyone is friendly to you. They invite you in. They invite you to their table. They know your name. You're welcome in the banquet room. But just as you are thinking about what it is you want to eat, you hear this clanging sound. And you you go to explore, and you go to the next room. And and in the next room, uh, it's an athletic training room. And the clanging you hear, that's actually the people lifting weights, and there are other people on, on treadmills. And these are very beautiful people. These are people who are buff and in great shape. They're, they're full of, of health. They're full of, of vitality. These are, these are people you want to be like. You want to be around these people because they're, they're very, very attractive people. And you notice as they interact that these people are all close friends. And they invite you to pick up some weights and join. You can become part of this group if you want to. And these are happy, healthy people that are having fun together in the training room. But as you're deciding whether you want to stay or not, you notice there's a curtain in the back, and you're pretty sure there is something behind that curtain. You peek behind the curtain, and it's the entertainment room. 
In the entertainment room, there's theaters and there are live theaters, and then there, there are the, the most high-tech panorama, you know, the panoramic view, the cinemas with surround sound, the whole thing is going on. Any movie that you ever would want to watch is right there. And not only is there uh, their drama, but there's mysteries, there's romances. Whatever kind of entertainment you want to see on the screen or on live production is right there for you to see. There's also a computer game room. Yeah, everything that you can imagine is there. It's like the meta-universe, right? And there's an endless vacation counter. You can book a cruise there. You can go, in fact, right now, you can book a plane ticket to any place you want to go without cost. There's energy in this room where the entertainment's going on. And then you hear this sound, and you're, you're not sure what it is, but it's coming from behind another door. You open the door up, and you realize that this is the wealth room. People are very wealthy here. They're, they're well-dressed people. They're sitting uh, at, at computer monitors. They have telephones at their ears, and they're talking, and they're, they're very animated as they're, they're making deals, and they're making money. And these monitors above their heads have dollar signs, and these, these dollar signs are rolling and rolling. and ro- It's kind of like a slot machine, or maybe and it's just rolling and rolling and rolling, and they're getting richer and richer and richer as they sit there on the phone and making deals. And they're, they're giddy, so they're so happy talking about all the things that they're doing. And, and there's some people in that room who've actually won the lottery. There is wealth beyond compare. They're laughing and they're having fun, and they're talking about going on vacation, but they can't go on vacation because they don't want to leave their monitors, because the monitors might stop. They have wealth. They have have no financial worries of any kind in this room. And then you hear singing, and the singing is coming from behind another door. And it's a big wooden oak door, and you push the door open, and as you go inside, you realize that this is the religion room. Everybody is accepted in the religion room. It doesn't matter what you believe there. The music is inspiring. And you feel like you might become a better person just by going inside. (laughs) What is this place, you say to yourself? The sign said, this is your life. There's the banquet room with food and friends. There's athletic success. There's entertainment and leisure. There's there's wealth. There's religion. There is anything that you can imagine wanting in this world. It's all right there in this big building. And you know for sure that this this is an enormous building. You've seen five rooms. But there's a whole lot more that you haven't yet seen. And the guide asks you a question. What room do you want to start in first? What do you want to do? All of it can be yours, he says. Take a moment to decide. How do you want to spend the rest of your life? As you take a moment to decide how you're going to spend your life, you see some flashing lights. And you realize that someone from the banquet room has just grown gravely ill. A few minutes later, you see uh, someone who was in the meta room playing video games uh, 
has just lost a bunch of weight. They look gaunt. They look like there's something seriously wrong with them. And then you realize that the, the lights were for him. And they throw that guy in the stretcher, they put him in the ambulance, and they take him away. And then you realize that one of the monitors above the head of one of the rich guys has gone to zeros. The phone is hung up, it's sitting on the desk, and the man is gone. Something very, very strange is happening in this building called your life. And the guide keeps asking you the same question. What is it you want to do? Where do you want to start in your life here? What do, you, what do you want to do? It's all here for the taking, but you have to make a decision. How do you want to live your life? But as you're thinking about this, more flashing lights. There's more stretchers and there's more zeros. And then you begin to not feel so well yourself. And the guide says, don't worry about that. This is your life. You can choose anything you want to do. Then you see this other man. You hadn't noticed him before, but, but now you see him. And for an unknown reason, he kind of catches your attention. And you start to listen to him. And he tells you that you have an uncurable disease, just like everyone else in the building. Your guide is not wrong, he tells you. You might get everything in this life that you want. You might. But here's the thing. You only have three days to live. I can cure your disease. I can save you. But you have to give up your life. And instead, you have to follow me outside. You might be asking, well, what's this parable about? Well, this is what it's about. Not all of us, but many of us, have the opportunity to do almost anything we want in this life. When I was 16 years old, my driver's ed teacher was half driver's ed teacher and half philosopher. And as we drove around kind of getting our points so we could get our driver's license, he would talk to us about life and tell us, the kinds of things he was thinking about. And one of the things he told us was this, at 16 years old, you can do, you can be anything that you want to be because you won the lottery when you were born in the United States of America. Your opportunities in this life are almost endless. Now, our lives are not three days. I know that. They'll be longer, generally speaking. But the reality is this. Our lives are a vapor. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. And everything that this world offers, everything inside that building is temporary, profoundly temporary. You can choose everything that this world has to offer and, and you might actually achieve it. You might, you might win the lottery. You might, you might get it all. But at the end... There is nothing in this world that will truly satisfy because everything in this world is profoundly temporary. You were created for much, much more than living your best life in a broken world. You were created in the image of God and you were created to know God in an intimate way. 
We all have a terminal disease called sin. Sin deceives us into thinking about things that are temporary. Sin destroys our lives that is embedded in us. And sin insulates us from knowing God. And yet, every one of us, I believe, has this hunch inside of us that there is something remarkably more. That there's something more outside. And I'm not talking about more of the stuff that's in the building, but something completely different. Jesus' death on the cross offers us forgiveness. He offers us freedom. He offers us reconciliation with our Creator. It's through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross that you can have eternal life. Eternal life that starts now. This terminal illness that we call sin is fully resolved by believing in Jesus. That's the moment that real life begins. Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 20, says this, Through Jesus, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. But now... He has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Real life begins when we recognize our lostness before holy God. And that leads us to repentance. And as we confess our sinfulness and we turn to God, we we find restoration. We find forgiveness. We find hope. God adopts us as sons and daughters, joint heirs with Jesus himself. And we become family. He gives us the Holy Spirit to live in us And we are being transformed into new creations in this life in in preparation for eternity with God. When a person believes the message about Jesus, their sins are transferred to his account and nailed to his cross. And we gain the righteousness of Jesus before Creator God. And then we live in this process of transformation as God speaks to us through His Word, and we start to live new. And this transformation overtakes us as we learn to walk in step with the Holy Spirit, and our lives actually become a dress rehearsal for eternity with God. This is eternal life, that they would know you and Jesus, your son. What does it look like to know God? 
It looks like this a little bit. Waking up and naturally just talking to God in conversation. It means things like reading the Bible and actually seeing the character of God as it's exposed in the pages of Scripture and being changed by that in just a natural and normal way. It's a profound recognition that I am forgiven. And I have the gift of peace, a real gift that all of us need. I have the presence of the Holy Spirit guiding me in real time. Now, just to be clear, when I say the Holy Spirit is guiding me in real time, quite often it's guiding me to repentance and correction, because that's part of the story. But it's also answers to prayer. It's also very clear answers to prayer, and it's a very strong sense of things I should do and things I should be mostly tied to things I've read in the scripture, but it's a, it's a process of transformation as God is making all things new. Colossians chapter 3, beginning at 1, verse 1, says this, Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. So how does Jesus' death on the cross change my life? Well, the death of Jesus on the cross gives me new life, this new life with God for eternity begins now. If you'd like to learn more about Lighthouse Community, check out our website at mylighthousecommunity.com or connect with us on Facebook. You're invited to join us live Sunday mornings at 909 or 1111. Thanks again for listening to the Lighthouse Community Podcast.